This is On The Radar with me, your host, Radar, and it always it's obviously me, Radar. We talk about local and national sports and pop culture. This is episode 183. Just like last week, I'm going to get to the news about all the unfortunate deaths, retirements, but, I, and I'm, but I'm going to save all the football roster moves for the end of the podcast because literally right now, even though the World Baseball Classic is going on, March Madness for women and men is going on. Hockey and basketball are trying to wrap up their seasons, and still, football seems to reign supreme. But unfortunately, we got to get to the news of Lance Reddick, who passed away age of 60. He was one of those great character actors. You know, you saw him from somewhere. Though people said they saw him from The Wire. They saw him in Fringe. They saw him in Bosch. He was in the John Wick franchise in Angel Has Fallen. He was in Oz. He was in Lost. He was in Resident Evil Netflix series. He voiced characters in video games as well. And it was just like, okay, cool. Like, this guy just paid his dues and he did everything he was supposed to be. He was even in the Jonah Hex movie, as I mentioned. It's just all different things there. One Night in Miami, Godzilla vs. Kong, Man Can't Jump remake. There's a few other movies that have come out for him posthumously. He even was in an S- and a reoccurring role on Law & Order SVU, an episode of Law & Order, Law and Order Criminal Intent, a different character in Law and Order, CSI Miami. He was in a voice of character in Aqua Teen Hunger Force. He was in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Tron Uprising voice, the Avengers voicing show. Eric Andre show had him. Beware the Batman. He was Rachel Ghoul. He was in a Keel and Peel sketch. He was on The Blacklist for a few episodes, Intelligence. He was on Castle. He was voice of character in Rick and Morty. He was on the show Corporate. He did an episode of American Horror Story. Voiced the character with DuckTales, Paradise PD, Young Sheldon. He was an episode, I remember that. He was in this thing called Farzar, voice main role. The Legend of Vox Machina, Perry Jackson, the Olympics, which is another thing that's going to come out. And we mentioned video games. Lots and lots of video games. The Destiny franchise, and they said the Hellboy video game. And he narrated a few books as well. So it's just sad to... Uh, Find out that he passed away because he's just literally in everything you've ever watched. Rest in peace to Hal Dressner, the American screenwriter who worked on films as the Eager Sanction, Zorro, the Gay Blade, and S, a bunch of S's. And he's credited with the line, What we have here is a failure to communicate for the film Cool Hand Luke. He passed away at cancer age of 85. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Sean Lampkin. He was 54. He was an actor, producer, known for Wild Hogs, Blue Streak, and Nothing to Lose. And he passed away, age of 54, rest in peace to him. And a big loss in the world of sports and basketball, Willis Reed, one of the greatest uh, basketball players of all time. He made the 50s greatest players in NBA history and on the All-75 team. He was assistant and a head coach of several teams for nearly a decade and a general manager and a vice president of basketball operations and a senior vice president of operations, of operation, which led him to the NBA Finals in 2002-2003 when he worked for the Nets. And, of course, he coached his own team, the Knicks. He coached Creighton. He was in a with the Hawks and the Kings. And the dude was a two-time champion. The two times the Knicks ever won basketball was there. He won the finals MVP the two times they won there. And then that same one of those years, he was MVP. He made seven All-Star appearances in a row from 65 to 71. He was the All-Star game MVP in 70, All-First team in 70, and All-Second team four times. First team All-Defense one year, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie team, obviously, one year. 
Obviously, I mentioned the anniversary teams and the Knicks retires number. He finished with 1,200-plus points, 8,000 rebounds, and 1,000 assists. He literally averaged a double-double every game with 18 and 12, almost 13 and 19 as the big man for the Saints. I mean, excuse me, the Knicks. I say the Saints. It's probably because he was went to high school in Louisiana. He went to Grambling State in college, and he was a second-round pick. So being a second-round pick and becoming a Hall of Famer is incredible. He also won a gold medal in the Pan Am Games in 1963. He's in a college basketball Hall of Fame as well. So this is literally one of, if not the greatest basketball players of all time. He became synonymous with playing through injury with a guy who just, you didn't know he was going to show up and play, and he gave all the hope to the team. And even the BC boys mentioned him in a song, so rest in peace to Willis Reed. Happier news, happy trails to Dante Hightower, the latest Patriots player to announce his retirement. Gilmore retired recently for the Patriots. Now we have Deontay Hunt, Dante Hightower, who was a three-time champion, obviously the last run of the, the Super Bowls for the Patriots. 33 for a linebacker, yeah, early 30s, wear and tear. He made the second team All-Pro one year as a two-time Pro Bowler. He's in the Patriots All-Dynasty team and All-2010s team. He won two BCS champions, was an All-American and first-team All-SEC playing at Alabama. So, of course, yeah, he's a first-round pick. He finished with 569 tackles, 27 sacks, 18 pass deflections, two fumble forced, five recoveries, one interception, and two defensive touchdowns. Happy trails to Dante Hightower. Happy trails to Nasir Adderley. The former Chargers player was a first-team All-CCC, All-CAA in college. Second-round pick for them. The safety retired age 25. 12 pass deflections, 232 tackles, two fumbles, forced, three recoveries, three interceptions, and a half a sack. Not the biggest career out of anybody, but, you know, wear and tear in the NFL, he retired. Baseball retirements, Josh Reddick. One of my personal favorite baseball players announced his retirement officially. He finished with a 262 lifetime average, 146 home runs, and a 575 RBI. 36, you know, he thought, you know what, I don't want to keep battling and going for it. He got to win the World Series with the Red Sox in 27, excuse me, with the Astros in 2017, my bad, and won a gold glove with the A's. Came up with the Red Sox, was a pretty good two-way player with the Red Sox as a corner outfielder, and then he got traded to, then he went to Oakland. Then he goes to the Dodgers after the, you know, the A's weren't trying, so they shipped him at the deadline. Then he signed a deal with the Astros, where he obviously that's where he was. Then he played in 2021 with the Diamondbacks and the Mets, but they released him before he made it to the majors. Then he went over to Mexico in 2022. And I think I mentioned that he announced his retirement maybe last year, but then, despite his previous retirement, he actually went to go play in Australia last year. Then he said this year he decided to announce his retirement officially. So happy trails to Josh Reddick. Jalen Carter pleaded no contest of misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. His attorney told the ESPN, or to, uh, racing his attorney told the ESPN that he was uh, supposed to be a top draft pick, but he was sentenced to 12 months of probation and a thousand fine and 80 hours community service, and will attend a state-approved defense, defensive driving course. He was in connection with that young, that other college football player and coach who passed away with the driving accident, so that's probably going to hurt his draft status. While the Utah Jazz are looking to a hybrid linear direct to consumer broadcast model for the season, obviously, I don't know what that means, but they're not worried about the impending deaths of the AT&T Sports Regional Networks. 
what they're trying to do is have is to have media rights be their own thing. They want to make it for themselves in the coming months for the entire community. That they want to have their both the linear TV model, but with a direct-to-consumer service. So it's like officially maybe a channel for them or a streaming service. So that's going to be interesting how the Jazz want to do their own thing because the Clippers re-upped with Bailey last year with games arriving on Bailey Sports. Excuse me, Bailey, not Bailey. But then they lost their own streaming service called Clipper Vision. Includes all the games on those networks along with the Korean Spanish broadcast along with an alternative broadcast. So that's what they're probably looking to do. And before I forget, the Braves announced that they uh, are letting go in the broadcast booth after obviously we know it's, uh, Carrie went over to Atlanta and Brandon Godden is going to be the new play-by-play guy, as we mentioned. Is that they announced that Tom Glavin, who was not part of the team last year due to personal matters, will be coming back, which is good because he's an all-time Braves player. And Jeff Francoeur obviously will be there. And Peter Moylan, the Australian pitcher, is a studio guy while Nick Green is also another studio live reporter but Chris Medlin is going to work for them and Gordon Beckham but really what it is is longtime junk ball pitcher Paul Bird who I didn't know was working for the Braves and former Braves outfielder Brian Jordan both are not coming back due to whatever reason so they're switching it up no Jordan no Paul Bird but Tom Glavin Chris Medlin and Gordon Beckham Nick Green Peter Moore all these guys are working for them so that's interesting for them And Canadian billionaire Stephen Astupolis has become the, the newest potential buyer to buy the Commanders. Obviously, we know that Josh Harris, the Rock, Josh Harris, and the Rockets owner Tillman Frieda, Tillman Frieda, all have been in there, along with Amazon's Jeff Bezos. This guy was also looking at Michael Jordan, who announced that he is trying to sell his team. Roger Clemens will be a guest analyst for ESPN, and prayers up to Dick Van Duff. He suffers minor injuries in a Malibu car crash, and. And they announced that Major League Baseball is going to make some minor tweaks to the rule changes. A pitch clock, limits on defensive shifts, pickoff attempts, and bigger bases are going to be part of this season. And they've been using the committee competition gets a sixth league appointees, one umpire, four players, and responsible for signing rule changes. They made earlier discussed things. So on the small changes, the league issued a memo to outline what's new. Though some fans have been whispering for sweeping alterations or perhaps abandoning some rule chain altogether, the memo actually consists of many minor tweaks. Among those details is the achieving the goal of cooking the pace of play with the average running time of spring trading dropping from 3 hours to 1 minute to the 2 hour 36. Given that they're not abandoning key pieces, such as the 15-second pitch clock with the bases empty or 20 with runners on, or the required to be with 8 seconds. Highlights the most important involves replay defensive shift violations. There's a concern that teams would challenge positioning on key players, hoping that one of the four infield had to toe or heel, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And the pitch comm last year that allowed catchers to call pitches will write a pitch, which it write to the pitchers an audio message via receiver in the ear. If the device malfunctions, the player must inform the umpire, which can grant time to stop the clock. Adds that a pitcher won't get more time if they forget their pitch clock in the dugout at the start of an inning. Obviously, it's a debilitating forgetting the device for any reason. Bat boys and girls will have standards applied to the responsibilities of retrieving the equipment. They have to do so really quickly. And obviously, umpires can delay the start of a pitch clock or wave it off if the operator has already started it. You know, on brush bat pit or big swings where equipment falls off or hitters falls to the ground. 
pitchers can leave them out and make a defensive play. But the 30 second between pitcher batter's clock will be delayed and we restart when the pitcher's back on the infield grass. If the pitcher's in foul territory to back up the play, will start once he's in fair territory. While umpire will have the ability to discretionary with the clock when it comes to catchers finishing an inning or on base. The two minute and 30 second between innings can be paused if the catcher's in ready, provided they make a reasonable effort to do so. In that case, the catcher will be allowed to receive one warm-up pitch and make a throw down at second base. And after hitters call timeout, which allowed one per plate appearance, the clock will restart from 15 to 20, which was which once he's alert, he's in batter box. Now the batter has the onus of telling the umpire he's ready, regardless of whether he's standing or or not. So that's going to be some of the different rules there. And the NBA has demoted referee Bent Taylor in his assignment. He's known for the guy who Fred Van Fleet went after for his call. While good news, Carl Anthony Towns is back with a calf strain and will play tonight after missing 51 straight games which is always good because he's obviously one of the best big men in the league, and he's the franchise player of the Timberwolves. I, I mean, you could say, oh, Car- uh, you know, Anthony Edwards is, but is Carl Anthony's team. So it's good that he's going to come back, and they're going to have him for the rest of the season, and maybe if they make the playoffs. Well, Magic Johnson is also throwing his hand to buy the commanders. He's doing the Josh Harris group. And congratulations to Jonathan Quick. He's second all-time for wins by a goaltender that's born in the American America. Ryan Miller is the all-time leader. And the clinches for the Sixers, they clinched the berth. And Steve Wilkos renewed for a 17th season. Otani was named World Baseball Classic MVP. Harrison Wells, you know, from Tom, from The Flash and the star of Ed, Tom Cavanaugh. He's going to host Yahoo, a new game show for the Game Show Network. Congratulations to DeAndre Hunter. Excuse me, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter. He made 1,000 career field goals. ESPN's EVP, Rob King, is out after alleged harassment. While Japan's pitchers strike out the most hitters in WCBC history. Uh, Fanatics announced they're going to take over the NHL uni contracts in 2024. Lollapalooza announced between August 3rd and 6th at Grant Park here locally down the street from where I live. Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Odessa, Lana, Lana Del Rey, Carol G, the 1975 Tomorrow Together are going to be the biggest names on this list. I've heard of Carly Rae Jespin and Pusha T and Diplo, 30 Seconds to Mars, Little Yachty, I've heard of. In terms of Sabrina Carpenter, the Disney star from Girl Meets World, are basically so far the names that when I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, I've heard of them. But for me, I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. But they like to charge money like they're freaking U2 or Coldplay or the Beatles or Rolling Stones. And they're not in their prime. So I'm not going out of my way to pay money for them. Just to see one person at this. I'm not really a festival person if that's what it really is. J.R. Smith is getting a four-part docuseries. That's cool for him. John ja, ja Morant got an eight-game suspension officially. Trey Lyles got a one-game suspension while Brooke Lopez got fined 25K for their altercation. Congratulations to Damian Stoudemire. He's now the new head coach of Georgia Tech. Andre Godala fractured his wrist and he's had surgery, so he's out. And they're still waiting back on Gary Payton to come back from his injury they traded for. And Andrew Wiggins is not going to play the rest of the year due to personal reasons. So they're like missing a lot of key players. Sam Merrill's gone to Cleveland. Chris Dunn's gone to the Jazz. The Bucks also officially clinched 
Lonzo Ball had his third surgery. He's going to miss next season. I wish the Bulls knew that before the season started that he wasn't going to play, that he was going to have a second and a third surgery because the Bulls have not been the same team they were for 75% of the last season because they don't have a point guard to facilitate. Uh, he was their best three-point shooter. He was one of their best on-ball defenders at the wing position because the Bulls are literally, Lon- is literally without Lonzo Ball. It's DeMar and Zach. Let's score as many points as possible. That's not really a good strategy there. The Grizzlies announced they're going to leave right away after every single game. They're not going to stay overnight, which I thought a lot of teams, when the game's over, they fly out all the way. But maybe because of what's happening with John Morant, they want to you know, be better that. Carm- Carmelo Anthony's going to get his own docuseries about his time at Syracuse winning the championship. Bogdan Bogdanovich of the the uh, the Hawks got an extension. As I mentioned, Michael Jordan's looking to sell. Steph Curry has scored 1,000 career points only off three-pointers, first ever to do that. Drew Holiday now supposedly has the most blocks ever for a point guard, passing Jason Kidd, which is really cool. The Kings will finish over 500 for the first time in 2006. Congratulations to them. While uncongratulations to the Jazz and the Pistons for scoring the fewest points in a fourth quarter combined with 18. Dylan Brooks was fined uh, 35K for what I, for issues with the cameramen and running over them. Rick Pitino is going to be at the new coach of St. John's, so he's back in the limelight head coaching at a bigger school. 5,000 career points for... Patrick Beverly, congratulations to him. The Celtics officially clinched a playoff spot. And the uh, Tristan Thompsons and Tony Bradley are working out for the Lakers, which is interesting. Shaq at hip replacement surgery, so hopefully he's all good. Dylan Burke's out suspended for his eight for his 18 techs. And Julius Randle sort of third most uh, points ever in Knicks history, 57 in a game. While having 10 games in rookie season for five blocks for Walker Kessler, he joins Matumbo, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Dave Robertson, Sean Bradley. There's a lot of guys. And Slam Ball announced they're coming back in July in Las Vegas. Ryder Goodell got a multi-year extension. While Kenny Nolan's going to be hosting a game show called I've Got a Secret, FUBU TV just wants to call FUBU now. Russo, I mean, Mad Dog Chris Russo is going to be staying at ESPN every every Wednesday on first take. Another side, they got a one-year deal. Ariel Wani's getting his own Showtime basketball show. The, you know, the martial arts guy's getting his own basketball show, you know. Yep, can't read what that says. Mexico, Cuba, Japan, the United States, as I mentioned, were in the final World Baseball Classic. Diamond Valley Sports wants the rights of 14 teams, but they announced they're going bankrupt. While the Rangers want to own their own thing, they want to terminate with the Diamond. The Astros want to do their own thing. MLB Network, though, and Apple TV are going to be let you showing the replay Zoom, you know, through Zoom for what they're going to do on replays, which is cool. The Yankees, though, even though they're like one of the richest teams, they're charging players' wife on the team playing, which is stupid. The Yoshida guy, the Red Sox guy, had 10-plus RBIs, the most for five games, and he had the most RBI probably ever, and for Japan, which is cool. Michael Kay is staying at ESPN New York to call Yankees game. He doesn't want to leave. YouTube 
TV is increasing the chargers for those who have that. Edwin Diaz officially had the patellar tendon surgery on his knee. While Salvador Perez and Reino Reino were the other MVPs I didn't mention last week. And, of course, Otani is the MVP of all of it, as I mentioned. Japan is the only team, obviously, to make it five, five semifinals. This is the third time they won. Edwin Diaz, freak injury celebrating. The other injuries, you know, were things that can happen anytime. Dodgers continue to be nice people because they have the money to do it, to give Andrew Tolles a, a contract so he can continue to have medical benefits for his mental health, which is very good. Diamondbacks did not get paid from the Diamonds, so they're missing out on their money. Well, they mentioned 48% of the households watched the Japan game the other day and Puerto Rico 68% the other day. And all the games in Miami sold out. Stephen Cohen said to, let, to uh, Edwin Diaz, I'm going to hire a trainer, nutritionist, and a chef so you can all get back to where you are. Phillies Cup, Mark Appel, we all know him. One of the top prospects of the Astros, Phillies trade, came back, retired, all this other stuff. He's officially cut. Altuve has surgery to replace a fractured thumb. It'll be at 8 to 10 weeks. But the Astros can survive a month or so without him, month, a month or two months, a couple months without Altuve because their lineup and team is stacked. Jerks and Profar is signed with the Rockies. Nolan was hit in his hand, but he's finally playing the last game. Moncada had an issue with a concussion and ribs when he ran into his own teammate. Robbie Grossman is officially being announced to the left field of the Rangers, which I said is the best thing for you to do because – you have just a bunch of question marks outside of Adoles Garcia and maybe that Laudy Tavares guy in center field. Makes sense. Profar, they announced he's going to probably play left field because they said that Randall Gritchick and Charlie Black will probably start the year hurt. So Chris Bryant will have no problem playing you know, third ba- uh, right field. But then they're going to move Ryan McMahon off third base to play second base because of Garrett Hampson's. Brandon Rogers injury, and I'm like, dude, Jerk Profar is a natural born shortstop. He could play second base. He could play shortstop. He could play third base. I know he played a lot of left field the last couple years of the Padres, but why don't you just play him a second base to keep Ryan McMahon at third base? I don't get it. Uh, Cubans, uh, bullpen catcher, Ivan Prudo has defected during the actual tournament. There's ever been a guy that actually did it during the actual like tournament, tournament, the World Baseball Classic, other opportunities. So that's interesting. Hopefully he's all good and safe. Vaughn Grisham supposedly did not win the Braves shortstop job. They're going to give it to Utility Man Orlando Garcia, which I don't get. You literally have a stacked outfield of Michael Harris, Marcelo Zuna, or Rosario in left field, and then Ronald Kuhn in right field. Then you got Austin Riley, you got Ozzy Alsby's, you got Matt Olson, you traded for Sean Murphy. So what? You got a rookie shortstop. Look what happened to the Astros last year when they said, we're going to go with Jeremy Pena all season and not Nico Goodrum and the other guy. What happened? He turned out to be a star in the playoffs. And the Sasaki dude had like uh, 19 pitches on strikeouts out of 20. That's the most ever over 100 miles per hour, so it's pretty interesting. Under industry news, Jack Black is going to be in this Dear Dr. Santa thing. They're going to make a Monk movie, bring back the original cast at Peacock. For those who are fans of that, James Gunn is going to direct the Superman Legacy movie. T-Mobile officially bought Mint Mobile from Ryan Reynolds, so he can sell that as an investment. Gattaca is getting a TV series on Showtime for those who care about that. Silent Hill is going to get a new remake for those who are fans of that. Justin Hartley's show is going to be called Track. It's a new name for the CBS show. They're just changing things around, maybe to sell it off better. Days of Her Life is due for two more seasons. And Gina Gershon is joined, joining this thing called Thanksgiving in a weird way they spell it. 
Barry Keegan's joining the Gladiator sequel. Theo Rosie's joining the Theo Ross, Theo Rosie, whatever his name is, you know him. He's going the Penguin thing, TV show. Tony Collette, Jane Fonda are gonna be in this teenage uh, Kraken, teenage Kraken, which is interesting. John Cameron is replacing Leslie Jordan in his past and project called Ron. That's going to be interesting. Kiki Palmer is going to be in this thing called Backup. Hasa Barracona is playing this Marvel character, Metalito. So that's going to be interesting. Tyra Banks is officially leaving Dance with the Star. Very short run. It's only been a few, maybe five years at most. And Juliana Huff is going to replace her as a host. They should just bring back Tom Bergeron. I don't know. People are upset. Denzel Washington announced he's going to be part of that Gladiator remake. Nancy Luhan is, is in the next person joining that Motherland show. This Kelly McCurry is leaving uh, Grey's Anatomy after nine years, so that's, again, when everyone's leaving, including Grey herself, it should end. The Wendy McKellen Covey, whatever her full name is, is going to be in this thing called St. Dennis Medical Comedy on NBC. So after ten years on ABC, she's literally going to get paid again to be in another show. Like, come on. They're a starving working actor in this industry, and she's just going from a ten-year deal, ten-year show to this. And the Lord of the Rings, they announced Sirian Hines is joining that. We'll see you. Murphy's joining this Small Things artage as well. Michael Chiklis is getting this thing called Hotel Cocaine on MGM Plus streaming. Eddie Redmayne's going to be the Days of Jackal. And Hathaway is going to be Mother Mary. Don't know what I wrote there. And, uh... They announced that Cat Connor Sterling is going to be in Five Nights at Freddy's. And, uh... One thing I want to mention about MGM Plus. You own the rights to Stargate SG-1, SG Atlantis, and Universe, and the TV movies. So, you've taken them off first Netflix, then you took them off Amazon, for the most part, Stargate SG-1. One of the most popular shows of all time. But you're not even going to put it on your MGM+. Plus. It's one thing you're like, you know what? We're going to put our lead product on our website. Because if you're going to put your lead product on your on your streaming site website, I understand why you took it off Netflix and Amazon because they're not the original carriers of it. But like, I just don't understand how you take it off the air. And it's literally one of the best shows of all time, and I'm not making that up. My roommate watches it with me. I met somebody in a couple months ago at a Shabbat dinner. He said he's a fan of the franchise. I had a, a Jewish youth group friend. I met a friend while I was in college. Like, it's just you never know where you're going to go. And people are like, yep, that's a great show, great franchise. I'm a huge fan of that. That's where I'm like, you know, what are you doing there? That, that they, they got to re-figure out their strategy of what they want to do. Because literally... That is hard for anybody to get a hold of unless you actually go out of your way to buy it. And as soon as Ivan Prieto, if I got that wrong, the guy who defected during the actual tournament, and they announced Anthony Davis is going to play in back-to-back games for the rest of the season, which obviously makes sense. Yeah, Cillian Murphy, small things like these. And they announced Brooklyn Nets-Denver Nuggets game. That's what I couldn't read. Went dark during the middle of the broadcast. That is interesting. And uh, as I'm going to mention, I'm going to get to football, so bear with me on that. But before I do, rest in peace to everyone who passed away. Guys like Dick Van Dyke and Shaquille O'Neal, hopefully you all are healthy from your procedures or 
injuries and accidents you had. Uh, happy trails to the to everyone who announced their retirement. Find what you're going to do next in life. And uh, hopefully something that you are going to be as passionate about. And I will say this. Mark DeRosa, you made a lot of bad decisions with your bullpen management. I don't want to hear the whole spring training rules for the where every team told you which pitcher can pitch on which day and what you can do in this thing. But it didn't hurt you to warm up pitchers when your relievers were loading the bases and letting in runs and things like that. That's where it was up. And not playing Kyle Tucker and being a level Kyle Schwarber until he finally hit home run. I was like, it took him this long to do that. Playing Tim Anderson out of position. Playing Pete Alonzo when he wasn't, you know, is uh, when he wasn't, you know, hitting that well. That where it makes sense. The thing I forgot to mention, I couldn't reel, Sam Neal, you know, Jurassic Park fame, announced he was battling some sort of cancer or whatever. He's now in remission, so that's very good news to hear that. Let's get to football. Packers re-signed tight end Tyler Davis. They definitely need a tight end with Tanyan leaving. The Browns officially released Josh Johnson III because like, obviously they want to save money. Fletcher Cox is staying with the Eagles, so that helps them out because they've lost some defensive guys. The Raiders are keeping defense tackle Jerry Tilly. The Cardinals have signed offensive lineman Hajate for a halt while the Browns are signing safety Justin Thornhill for a three- or $20 million deal. That kind of hurts the Chiefs. The Bills are signing Kyle Allen to be the backup because they need a backup here in Buffalo because they've gone through Trubisky and the other guys, so they've gone through some stuff. They've lost their backups. 49ers are signing cornerback Isaiah Oliver. And interesting, the Saints have picked up Jamal Williams on a three- or $12 million deal. The Lions said, you know what, we're going to keep third-string running back Craig Reynolds, and we're going to sign the Bears starting running back David Montgomery to back up DeAndre Swift, while Jamal Williams was the backup to Aaron Jones. So he's now going to be the backup to Alvin Kamara, which, again, I don't understand that, to be the backup. I know Kamara's legal thing's coming up, but I wonder how that's going to work. Dolphins released Byron Jones because they're going to save $13.6 million. That guy, hopefully, somebody will pick him up. Panthers, though, signed Miles Sanders to replace Deontay Foreman. When I mentioned last week the Eagles had, you know, Miles Sanders, and they had Kenneth Gainwell, and they had Boston Scott. Well, now they don't. So, and they also had signed somebody else, I think, like Rashad Penny, I think, whatever it was. Well, the Panthers got themselves a lead running back, who, in my opinion, is way better than Deontay Foreman. That's a good deal, no matter if they're going to go with a veteran quarterback or they're going to go with the rookie, whoever they draft. Packers sign long snapper Matthew Oserick. Deshaun Williams' defensive tackle is going to the Panthers. Giants officially were able to cut Kenny Galladay. Literally one of the worst contracts ever. Not healthy, unproductive, just a waste. Chargers are keeping defense end Morgan Cox. Technically, they're keeping quarterback Trevor Thomas. The Jets are keeping Solomon Thomas. That's a good deal for them. The Vikings keeping their backup, Alexander Madison, to a two-year $7 million deal. And no joke, whenever Dalvin Cook misses game and he starts, he's great. Jets have signed, I mean, Jets, excuse me, Patriots have signed James Robinson to a two-year deal. That's a good move. This dude was the lead back in Jacksonville, but they went and drafted Travis Etienne to replace him. And the Jets, with the injury of Brees Hall last year, traded for him. But definitely the Patriots get themselves a good running back. And the Bears have signed uh, P.J. Walker to be the backup, which makes sense. He's kind of a mobile quarterback. Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman, no way, no how. Those are not good backups. So that's good to get someone with a similar style. The Giants also signed Jeff Smith, the wide receiver. I never heard of him. The Bengals are signing Orlando Brown to a four-year, $64.9 million deal. If I, did, if I mentioned that last week or not, but again, $31 million signing bonus. They're like, we need 
to save money on defense, and we need to protect our best asset, which is Joe Burrow, which makes sense. And one of our biggest competitors is the Chiefs, so there we go. That's a That hurts them there. Dolphins are keeping cornerback Nick Needham. Darius Slay said he's staying in Philadelphia, and all the reports he's going to leave. Brown signed 49ers Fintech Maurice Hurst. Dolphins signed, excuse me, Eagles, excuse me, Steelers signed Alden Roberts, a two-year general linebacker. The Buccaneers are picking up Chase Edmonds. He's a good backup. They they cut Leonard Fournette. So getting backups are good. Patriot keeping linebacker Mac Wilson. While the Steelers release Miles Jack, he's a good player. Titans release Bud Dupree to save money. And the Dolphins picked up Braxton Burial. Jets were like, yeah, we don't need him. We want to say sign Alan Lazard and all these other guys. Well, the Dolphins get a speedy, you know, kick returner guy to be on a backfield with really fast guys like Waddle and Tyree Kill. That's going to be interesting. Paris Campbell's gone to the Giants, so they're helping out. Daniel Jones is getting him a veteran receiver. Steelers sign linebacker Cole Holcomb to a three-year deal. That's a good player. Harrison Smith reached a contract agreement. They'll keep him with the Vikings. The Bengals are keeping their kick returner Trent Taylor. DJ Goodwin is staying with the Cowboys. Defensive back Geno Stone, the safety saving the Ravens. The Lions have signed Graham Gladgow to a one-year deal. That's a good move. They already had a good offensive line. Fortnite's keep T.Y. McGill. Giants keep Jaheer Ward. The Bears have signed defensive tackle Andrew Billings from the Raiders. Seahawks are signing Evan Brown from the Lions. Vikings are keeping Austin Schaltman. Browns are signing Tristan Hill defensive tackle. Niners are keeping Demontris Fennigan foul. Colts re-signed Tony Brown. Saints are keeping their kicker Blake Gillian. Dolphins are keeping their fullback John Lovett. Bengals have signed guard Cody Ford. Terry Slayton staying with the Giants, which is good for Daniel Jones to have somebody he knows to throw to, like Sterling Shepard. Texans released Mario Addison defensive end. Bank, uh, Ravens are keeping their long snapper Nick Moore for two years. Patriots cut Brian Hoare. They're like, yeah, we don't need him as a backup. Bears, of course, glad they cut Simeon, as I mentioned, with Walker, the backup. Titans are keeping Naquan Jones. Gardner Minshew's going to the Colts. We know they're going to draft a quarterback, but Gardner Minshew's a good backup. Colt, uh, Broncos have re-signed safety P.J. Locke the third. Patriots keeping Joe Caradona, their long snapper. As I mentioned, Robert Tanyan's going to the Bears. Gives the Bears two tight ends. Seahawks are keeping Drew Locke as a backup. Jets are keeping Adam Pankey. Darius Slayton's official deal is a three or $42 million extension. Bears, as I mentioned, signed Tanya. Well, they signed Deontay Foreman to replace David Montgomery. That is why the Panthers went and got Miles Sanders. So the Bears get a veteran running back for $3 million, but why couldn't they keep David Montgomery? I don't get it. Chargers are losing Storm Norton, which is a great name to the Saints. Jets have signed Wes Schwitzler. And Greedy Williams gone with the Eagles. It's a good move. They lost some guys on defense. Raiders are keeping Jermaine Elmahur. And Marcus Mariota replacing Gardner Minshew as a backup in Philly, which is good because he's a mobile-esque quarterback, and Jalen Hurts is mobile. You want guys who are similar. Patriots re-signed Daniel Akule. Seahawks have signed Devin Bush. That's a good move. Steelers lose that guy. Patriots pick up Mike Isecki in a one-year deal after they traded Jonu Smith. He's a good offensive tight end. Jack Jets, excuse me, have re-signed fullback Nick Baldwin. Cowboys are keeping Cooper Rush on a two-year on a two-year six million dollar deal to be a backup. And the, John, and the Lions are keeping Michael Bagley, the kicker they picked up during the middle of the season. Falcons are signing Tay Davis, linebacker. Patriots released Jalen Mills. Cameron Brait was cut by the Buccaneers. And Kane McKinney was cut by the Bills. As I mentioned, Leonard Fournette was cut. Chiefs re-signed guard Nick Aguilaretti. Commanders got Abula Anderson at defensive tackle. River Karkacraft re-signed with the Dolphins. I've heard of him. Giant, the Seahawks are signing Julian Love. Giants lose out on him. Jets have signed offensive tackle Tristan Colon. Dane Jackson staying one year of the Bills at cornerback. Jets have picked up veteran punter Thomas Morse. That's a good deal. Dolphins picked up Patriots' Jake Bailey. They're like, hey, Jets drop people, Patriots drop people. We're going to pick them up. Lions 
have lost out there to linebacker Chris Borders going to the Patriots on a two-year deal. 40, uh, Chiefs, excuse me, have signed linebacker Tr- Drew Tranquil. Jordan Atkins is going to the Browns. It's a good veteran backup. Packers have signed 49ers safety Travis Moore. That's a good pickup there. Chargers have re-signed Donald Pertham Jr. and re-signed kicker J.K. Scott. The Chiefs are signing Buccaneers safety Mike Edwards. a good deal. Vikings are signing Dean Lowry to a two-year defensive lineman. Panthers have signed Justin McCary, the offensive guard. The Jaguars are keeping Trey Hedren, the cornerback. That's a good move. Rams re-signed Coleman Shelton to a two-year deal to the center. Packers keep Rudy Ford a one-year deal. Bengals have signed safety Nick Scott to a three-year deal. Vikings have re-signed Alyssa Udoa. Jaguars re-signed Adam Gottis to a two-year deal. The Raiders have re-signed Curtis Bolton, the linebacker. And Malik Reed has gone to the Dolphins. Again, Steelers lose another guy. C.J. Moore staying with the uh, Lions on a two-year deal. The safety. Four Niners have signed Miles Hartsfield, the defensive back. It's a good move. Buccaneers are signing Greg Gaines to their lo- defensive tackle. Raiders have re-signed their center, Haras Grasdu. Falcons re-signed cornerback Cornell Armstrong. Patriots are keeping saving Cody Davis. The Steelers are signing Isaac Samaliu, the guard, to a three-year deal. While the Cowboys acquired Brandon Cooks for a fifth and a sixth-round pick in the future. That's literally what they got back for Amari Cooper. I would have kept Amari Cooper. That would have been more interesting. But now they got him with CeeDee Lamb. That's not bad, you know, for what they have as their top wide receivers on that team. Michael Gallup. And they're keeping Laramie Tunsil, the Texans, to a three-year, $75 million with $50 million guaranteed and $60 guaranteed. The Raiders released long after Josh Sieg. And Adam Thielen, who the Vikings stupidly cut, are signing a three-year deal with the Panthers. So they're giving them him and Miles Sanders. And the Lions have signed Charleston Gardner-Johnson to a one-year deal worth $8 million. That's a good move by the Lions. Matt Collins gone to the Falcons as a veteran receiver. Cowboys, long snapper Jake McQuay is going to the Lions. Bengals are keeping Max Skirping the guard. And the Browns are signing cornerback Mike Ford. Zach Pascal is going to Arizona. Two-year deal. It's a veteran move. Trent Sherfield. Never heard of going from the Dolphins to the Bills. Giants signed former Duke cornerback uh, Leonard Johnson to a three-year deal. He missed a 20, so he's going to do an injury starting the pre-draft process. So maybe that could be a good pickup. Raiders have signed safety Jaquan Johnson. The Raiders also signed O.J. Howard to replace, obviously, Darren Waller, who they traded. Raiders have signed Jordan Willis. That's a good move. Ross Dewey staying with the 49ers. Corey Ballantyne is staying with the Packers. The 49ers have picked up John Feliciano, the offensive lineman from the Giants. While Dalton Schultz is leaving Dallas to go to Houston on a one-year $9 million deal. And Devin Singletary is going to go to the Texans on a one-year $3 million deal. The Raiders are keeping Keelan Cole. Eagles have signed Justin St. Evans. This is Justin Evans, excuse me, safety. Titans officially signed Sean Murphy Bunting. That's a good move by them. Lions are keeping Anthony Pittman on a one-year deal. Falcons are keep, are signing Mike Hughes, the cornerback. Lonnie Johnson, the defensive back, is going to the Saints. Josh Dobbs is going to be the backup to the Sean Watson in Cleveland. Good luck there. Damian Harris going to the Bills. Man, the Bills got a real running back. One healthy, Damian Harris was a really good backup. No more of this Singletary um, Moss backup. It's going to be a uh, backfield. David Blau is going to stay at Arizona as a backup. The Raiders picked up Cam Sims. That's a good uh, veteran receiver. Seahawks released defense tackle Al Woods. Texans signed offensive lineman Michael Dieter from the Dolphins. Rico 
Dowdle, the running back of the Cowboys, is staying with them after Zeke Elliott was cut. Eagles have picked up Nicholas Morrow. Vikings are keeping Jonathan Bullard. Broncos signed Rams former punter Riley Dixon. Cowboys have picked up Shuma Aguda, the offensive lineman. Colts have picked up Isaiah McKenzie. They're really just replacing Zach Pasquale, who left, I think. Dolphins are keeping Andrew Van Gickle. The Texans have signed Corey Littleton to a one-year deal at linebacker. That's a good move. Bills keeping David Quisenberry, the offensive lineman. Chiefs are keeping Derek Ndati at defensive tackle. The Browns have signed Matthew Adams, the linebacker. And Ronald Jones is also going to Cowboys, so they get he's going to try to replace Ezekiel as the backup. Eddie Goldman has been reinstated from the Ranger reserve list with the Falcons. Cowboys are keeping Dante Fowler on a one-year deal. That's a good move. Cowboys are keeping Antonio Hamilton. Cardinals are signing uh, L.J. Collier on a one-year deal. Uh, James Fierce staying with the Steelers. Henry Anderson is staying with the Panthers. Bobby McCain, is a, he's officially signing with the Giants. Cardinals have signed Dennis Daly, offensive tackle. The Raiders are signing Davis Long to a one-year deal. Patriots actually changed their mind. They're re-signing Jalen Mills. And Denzel Perriman is going to the Texans. That's a good move. Browns are keeping Anthony Walker. Jaguars are signing Henry Monarchs. Jaguars are signing Dearness Johnson to a one-year deal. Malcolm Roach is staying with the Saints. Saints have also picked up Jonathan Abram, the safety. Nicole Hardman is going to the Jets. So him and Alan Lazard are some of the new receivers of the Jets. Jaguars are signing Michael Dubay, the defensive end. Vikings have signed Brandon Powell, the kick returner, because they obviously don't have Thielen. While this is a breaking trade that happened that uh, I missed, obviously, between work and recording this podcast, which I don't, I don't get this move. Maybe it's because the Jets signed Alan Lazard for a lot of money and they just picked up McCall Hardman, the former Chiefs wide receiver. They're trading Elijah Moore and their own third-round pick for a second-round pick. But obviously they said he is entering his third year on a four-year deal and they don't want to pay him because obviously they got the Garrett Wilson guy and they got Lazard and now McCall Hardman as the wide receivers. But that's a good move for the Browns. Amari Cooper could use some help at wide receiver while Austin Hooper is also going to the Raiders. So they're like, you know what? We get O.J. Howard, I think, and and Austin Hooper to replace Darren Weller. So they're like, yeah, we can get two veteran tight ends to replace the one we traded. While the Cowboys have signed former Raiders long snapper as Trent Sieg, which is interesting. And the Cowboys are signing, are re-signing Tariq, Tarikis McKinley, which again is a name I never heard of. The Rams have also re-signed Michael Holkick. Chargers are keeping Cameron Hall, the cornerback. And Cameron Dicker is staying with the Chargers again. That's a good move out of them. Cam Gill is staying with the Buccaneers, the offensive line, the uh, linebacker. Outside linebacker. And uh, lastly, the Falcons have re-signed Jermaine Effati to a one-year deal. That's a good move there. And as always, check out Pro Football Chase, literally where I get all my football news. Rest in peace, as I mentioned, everybody passed away. Happy trails, everybody retired. Heals up for everybody with surgeries, injuries, and whatnot. Apple, Google, Spotify, or get your podcast. This is 183. Uh, on the Radar Entertainment blog, on the Radar Media, Radar 4428, on Blogger, Twitter, 
Instagram, t uh, Snapchat, TikTok is on the radar media. On the radar is the YouTube channel where you get movie reviews every week and baseball observations every week. We're wrapping up the hot stove edition. Before you know it, there's going to be the weekly baseball. You can check it out on On the Radar Media and Blogger. I have at least the American League posted and my predictions on the division and the playoffs and the awards. And before you know it, I'm going to have the National League too. And before you know it, I'm going to have all those separate podcasts for every single um, division in baseball. Because baseball is starting out the official, the World Baseball Classics over. For On the Radar, episode 183, I'm Radar. See you guys next time.